what up what up what's going on beautiful people listen we are on episode two of cells speaks man you know the reception and the love that i got for the first one was really dope i really want to just say i appreciate all of you guys for the love and the support you know what i mean and we're we gonna keep this thing going man you know for you guys out there who have uh things that you would like me to talk about or things that cross your mind listen hit me up let me know uh my email for the podcast specifically is cell speaks podcast at gmail.com that sells s-e-s-e-l-z speaks podcast at gmail.com hit me up with your questions you know whatever topics you'd like me to bring up on my podcast shoot maybe you even want to jump on and we can have a conversation you know make it happen listen I'm, I'm trying to expand and do this to the best of my ability and i can't do that without your feedback without your help without your support so you know i appreciate you guys so speaking on that same flow that same vibe i decided today you know we was going to talk about criticism see we last week was talking about starting you know you begin something but you know what every time you start something everybody has something to say if you do something they have something to say if you don't do something they have something to say if you do nothing people have something to say so it's like no matter what you do people have something to say and it's like we live in a world where people got this feeling where they're just entitled, entitled to just kind of criticize and voice their opinions on everything that goes on. It's like, you know, you wear a, a, a brown suit to a funeral and, oh, you're the worst person in the world. And you decide to wear whatever dress like everybody just has something to say and they just feel like it's their right to share their opinion. And, you know, we live in a world now where it's like people are super sensitive. It's it's. It's like always walking on eggshells. You can't say anything. You should say everything. It's just really weird navigating in these days. You know what I mean? Especially on social media. But, you know what I mean? The reality is is that it's, it's perfectly okay for people to, you know, criticize and even feel entitled that they have the right to criticize. Because at the end of the day, it's, nith, it's really nothing wrong with it. You can't control people. That's something I've learned. Like, you can't spend your life being mad that somebody felt some kind of way about what you did the only person that you can control in his life and in, in, in your entire being is yourself that is the only person that you can control so when you are criticized when you hear criticism whether it may be destructive or constructive it's really all about how you handle it how do you deal with it and if you're able to deal with it well you can allow that criticism to help you. You can use it to grow. If you shy away from it, you run from it, you get defensive, or you just hate it, then criticism will kind of always be that thing that kind of just holds you back and, you know, makes you depressed and goes into your little bubble. So it really comes to how you deal with it. So, you know, we're looking at criticism. It's defined as the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes it says the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes so listen to that it says perceived faults or mistakes so that means that criticism is all based on someone's perception like think about that you know how sometimes we see that picture of the six and then two people are on both sides and one person says it's a nine, one person says it's a six. And then the caption is like, oh, nobody's wrong. There's just different perspe- uh, different perspectives. Their perception is different. So all criticism is saying is that 
someone's perception, their viewpoint of whatever it is you're doing or whatever it is they're talking about or criticizing is just how they perceive it. Their criticism is based on their perception. And so when you start to understand that, like there is a freedom in that if you can really, really grasp that concept, meaning someone could not like your food, not because your food is bad. It's just their perception of your food, their reality, what they're comparing your food to, how they um, receive your food is what develops or creates the concept in their mind that your food is good or bad example let's say you have amazing lemonade your mom makes amazing lemonade and one day you know your friend or wherever you go you get lemonade that is actually pretty good but because you're comparing it to your mother's you say oh no this lemonade is whack you know what i mean it makes me think about the um the whole Chick-fil-A Popeye's thing. So like Popeye's drops their chicken sandwich and everybody's just going crazy. And then, oh, you know, it's a big fight between Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. But I saw something so dope in that experience because Popeye's never really had a chicken sandwich. And so the minute they drop their chicken sandwich, they're being compared to what is arguably the best in the business. You know, a lot of people feel like Chick-fil-A has the best chicken sandwich in the business. And so Popeye's just drops their sandwich and everybody immediately compares Popeye's first time sandwich to Chick-fil-A's been doing it forever. This is literally the name of our restaurant. You know what I mean? You comparing it to the big boys, the top on the top. And I said, man, that must be a really good thing because you just dropped your first attempt at this. And they're already comparing you to the arguably best in the business. So that has a lot to say about you. If my first attempt, you're comparing me to the best. But then you see, people had to do that because if you said Popeye's chicken sandwich in comparison to Burger King's chicken sandwich, people would have been like, nah, Popeye's is way better. But in order to find a way to discredit Popeye's chicken sandwich, which my opinion is better than Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich, you had to literally compare it to the best of the best. And here was what fu- here's what's funny. Not only did they compare it to the best of the best, but then the debate started to drift away from just the sandwich to customer service. Listen, we know Popeye's customer service has never been their calling card. We we don't go to Popeye's expecting to hear, your, thank you, um, my pleasure. We don't expect that. We expect chicken, good food, spicy food, you know what I mean? Cajun this, Cajun that, good fries. That's what we expect. When you go to Chick-fil-A, you expect a good sandwich, but it's really the service that's winning you over. So it's like with now in order to degrade the taste of a sandwich, you had to compare a company's customer service. See what I'm saying? So all of that is done to create this perception of faults and mistakes. So what what I'm saying is when somebody is criticizing something nine times out of 10, we can say big words like it's the, the perceived faults and mistakes. It's just their opinion and their opinion is based and influenced by a bunch of different things that tend to have nothing to do with you or whatever it is they're criticizing. I, I'll keep going. You know what I mean? You have Lang Lang who's considered a, a really great classical pianist. I have heard high level pianists who love him. And I've heard high-level pianists who hate him. And you know what this teaches me over time? It's like, listen, we're not for everybody. You're not for everybody. Like, 
and it just is what it is. You know, there is constantly those 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 fables and those stories that you hear about the person who tries to please everyone and pleases no one. But I promise you guys, it's just so re- it's true. Like you're not going to please everybody. But what you want to do, though, you want to at least make sure that the people who love you love you. And then the people who hate you hate you. Now, obviously, we don't set out trying to get people to hate us. But the point of it is, is that you want what you do to create such a strong emotional reaction that people who side with you will be enamored with you and people who don't like you really don't like you. You know, I mean, I I share my own personal example, like Cardi B, right? So, you know, I'm a producer, I make music and I have my simple but complex ideas in my mind. And and sometimes when I hear, you know, Cardi B's music, I just be like, man, this is not like New York hip hop and it's not this and it's not that. And I used to be one of those people to kind of knock it and be like, ah, nah, this music is whack. You know, I mean, her audience is uneducated. I used to feel I really used to feel like that. I don't know if I really vocalized it like that, but I really used to feel like that inside. And then one day I kind of stopped and I said, yo. This woman is finding immense success with what she's doing and how she's doing it. You may not like her, but she has a fan base that loves her. So the reality is, it's just not for you. Her music, her content, how she gets down is just not for you. It's for her audience. It's for her target group. You know, as they say in that word, it's for her avatar. You know, I mean, look look at Tyler Perry. We, the black community, I I see him more in the black community than everybody else. But, I mean, people knock his movies and his work all the time. And don't get me wrong. Like, there's some stuff that he's done that I'm like, Tyler, come on. Like, really? This was really, like, super, super low budget. But the reality is, it's like, the man is a billionaire. So, somebody loves what he's doing. Somebody supports what he's doing just because I'm not feeling it, just because a lot of people are vocalizing how they're not feeling it. The man is still finding success. And all of these different things literally opened the world for me. Why? Because it suddenly gave me even more confidence in my art and my content and whatever I was doing. Why? Because I didn't need everybody to be feeling what I was doing. And I was talking about that in in, in the last podcast. I'm going to elaborate even more. Like, you don't need everybody to love you. And the reality is is that no matter what you do, some people are just not going to be feeling you. And it has nothing to do with your content. I promise you on that. It has nothing to do with it. Some opportunities that you haven't gotten in life, it's not because of your ability. It's because of your lack of connections. It's because you just don't know people. It's, it's more so because of your personality than it is because of your your quality of work. And there are some doors that have been open to you, not because of your quality of work, but because of your personality. There are places that I've been where, um, you know, what I mean, like, for example, when I had the opportunity to play for the Pro Bowl, it wasn't because, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm a dope pianist and I've been playing and I can do this and do that. Not at all. Now, don't get me wrong. It helped. But it wasn't because of that. It was literally because I knew the right people. I knew the right people at the right time. And, you know, I'm cool with them. They're cool with me. We get along great. And that's why the doors were open. Matter of fact, I even had conversations with one of the top vocal coaches during that time. Because, when you know, when I was doing the Pro Bowl thing, I was around, 
you know what I mean, the the who's who of dancers and, and, and top executives and stuff like that. And me, whenever I'm around people like that, I love to ask questions and pick their mind and just see like, okay, what are you guys thinking? What's your thought process? And one thing I asked them was, you know, like, okay, how do people find success in this arena? Like, how do you get to that level? Yo, he said to me, listen, one, be good at what you do. And he said, two, yo, you just got to be cool. The last thing he said was trust God. He said that's the biggest thing. But he said, yo, really? It's just you just got to be cool. Like, you got to be someone that people are comfortable being around. So what does that say? It's like, it's not all about the quality of what you're doing. Yes, that matters. It definitely does. But it really comes down to, like, can people be cool around you? And when people can feel comfortable around you, yo, you'd be surprised the doors that open. So so all of this, gonna again, connects back to criticism. People are not going to be feeling what you're doing. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you do. It's just because it's you doing it. Somebody else can literally say the same thing, sing the same song, post the same meme. But because it's you, they're not going to like it. But let the other person know it, they're going to love it. We see this all the time on social media, especially Twitter. How many times on Twitter you see people literally stealing each other's tweets. One person says one thing. The other person says the same exact thing. Their tweet goes viral and blows up. But they stole it from somebody else. We see it in TikTok. Somebody comes up with a dance. Somebody else steals it. They become popular. While the person who did the first dance the first time never gets the notoriety it happens all the time and what that should teach you is that your content is whack it's dope but there are literally factors outside of your control mainly that are wrapped up in perception that you can't do nothing about now what you could spend more time doing is managing i guess perception to the best of your ability because i'm also not of the mindset that like you know some people they go far off and they're like yo i don't care what anybody thinks about me you know what I mean? I'm going to just do me, screw everybody's opinions. I don't care what anybody else thinks. I don't think that's necessarily the right way to go either. I think it needs to be a balance. Your life shouldn't be stuck on what everybody thinks, but there should be an aspect of you that balances. I remember reading um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? And one thing he said was maturity is when you balance the freedom to do what you want to do but also taking into account how your actions affect the people around you. So maturity is factoring in how your actions affect the people around you, but balancing that out with the freedom to be yourself. So for example, let's say you want to be naked, right? You don't want to wear clothes. Well, maturity is understanding, okay, I don't want to wear clothes, but how will that affect the environment I'm in? Well, if you're at a playground, you know, you'll probably go to jail immediately. But if you're at a new beach, that's the appropriate time to express your freedom while also respecting the people in your vicinity, which is maturity. People who just do whatever they want, regardless of who's around them, are immature because you just don't care about anybody but yourself. People who never express their freedom whether they're by themselves or around people, are people who are in a cage. You can never open your wings because you're so concerned about what other people are thinking. And see, that's why we're talking about criticism because, see, criticism can be cool. You just got to know how to deal with it, right? Like, and, and, and it's funny because a lot of times, based on who's criticizing us, that's where we, like, decide if it's real or not. Like, if I'm a pianist and another pianist tells me, yo, that was dope, I'm going to take that to heart as opposed to if somebody in the audience was like, oh, you play well. Well, why? Because we feel like the person who's more experienced, their their opinion means more. So we add more value to the people who, who we feel are more experienced. But the, the, the fault in that is 
Think about how many times we've heard stories about experts turning people away with new ideas because these experts felt like, well, no, your idea is wrong. Like I, I remember the story about the young man who was starting FedEx and he was explaining to his business teacher his business plan and how he wanted to do it and, and how it was all going to go down. And his teacher was like, yo, that's a stupid idea. It will never work. And then lo and behold, it became FedEx, like FedEx. But yet, when he first told his teacher to plan, his teacher was like, oh, that's stupid. And mind you, now this young student's looking at his teacher. His teacher is experienced. He's smart. He's his teacher. So his opinion should have had mad weight. But he was like, oh, I'm just going to do my thing. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I'm not going to let your criticism or your opinion of me define what I'm going to do and how I'm going to move forward. Right. Look at Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Fun fact. Three hundred and two times. 302 times he was rejected for funding for Disney World. There are two amazing nuggets in that. The second one is going to be something I'll talk about later. But the first one is Disney World, the place that rules the world, the place that is COVID, but it will open and everybody will still rush to Disney World, where everybody feels like they can be a kid again. Disney World, 302 people thought that idea, 302 banks thought that idea was stupid and would not put any money into it. Think about that. The experts was like, nah, this is useless. This is a useless endeavor. Disney World. And now look at Disney World. Basically, an empire on the verge of taking over the earth. The second thing I was going to talk about is, you see how it says he looked for financial backers? He didn't use his own money. He used credit. We're going to get into that later. Podcast. Got you on that. Use their money to start your business. But continue to go on. KFC was denied a thousand and two times before finding someone who would take his recipe. So the reality is it's like criticism is cool, but you just got to remember it's just an opinion. And you need to realize that because sometimes whatever you do, people going to hate it. People going to love it. But whatever it is that you do, you want it to be impactful. You want you want to hit people. And when you have something that's impactful, something that's heavy, yeah, then you're going to have people who love it and you have people who hate it. And that's great. You don't want to do something and nobody is just bland like, uh, okay, eh, it's all right. I didn't feel nothing. Nah, you want something where people are like, wow, this is amazing. Or, oh my gosh, I hate this. This is stupid. Just this is what it is. And, 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 and you mean, okay, with, with criticism, let's talk about how you should take it. Because I think... I don't think it's healthy to say, oh, I don't need to listen to what anybody says. Like for me, I have a, a piano teacher and he be talking crazy reckless. But what I've taught myself to do is tune out all the other stuff and just listen to what he's saying. So even though how he says it may not be the best, maybe the way he's saying it, the words he's saying may not be cool. I tune all of that out and I say, okay, what is he saying? And I take the meat of it. And that's a skill that I've developed over time where with any conversation I'm having with people, I just focus on, okay, what are you saying? And then I say, okay, is that true? Is that something I can correct? So if I'm playing something and you're telling me, man, I'm playing super loud, I look and I say, okay, am I playing super loud? And I, I, I look and I listen to myself and I'm like, oh, I can see where that is and I'll make the adjustment. But again, not every criticism is legit, right? So I had another teacher who once told me I did a solo for a jazz class, right? And then once the solo was done for the performance, he was like, oh, you play too flashy. And I was like, yo, your opinion is trash because I literally transcribed the uh, solo from Chick Corea and played it verbatim. So it's like if Chick Corea did it, we would have said, oh, this solo is amazing. But because I'm doing it, I'm playing too flashy and I'm not playing with substance. So that's where you got to know, like, OK, 
not all criticisms are equal. Some things you can take and like use and the other things you just got to know people just going to look at you whatever way they want to look at you no matter what you do. But there is there can be so much meat in it. And I don't think it should ever be a thing that we should throw away. Like one thing I always used to do whenever people would criticize me. Oh, uh, let's say they say, OK, a cell, um, you know, you're too flirtatious. What I would do is I would try to prove them right in my mind. So I would I would build a case against myself and I'll say, okay, they're right. And they're right because you did this and you did this and you did this. Cause at the end of the day, you know what you do. I mean, that's why I think it's super important to be self-aware and be honest with yourself. Because when you can be honest with yourself, no one can tell you who you are because you know who you are. I know my flaws. You know what I mean? I hate when people say, oh, I'm not perfect. And then I ask them, okay, so what is it you do wrong? And they can never answer. Cause the reality is you do think you're perfect. You just, you're never going to say that because that's not socially acceptable. But when you know what you do wrong, oh, I know I can be impatient. I know I can be a little stubborn. Then you actually know why you're not perfect. And you also know what you need to work on. And when people come up to you and they point out, yo, you're stubborn or bro, you can be arrogant sometimes. It's like, yeah, I know that about myself. But when you don't know yourself, people are going to say all kind of crazy things. And you're either going to be super defensive and, oh, no, that's not true. Or you're going to um, fight everything. Or accept everything everybody says to you. But when you know who you are, you can define yourself. And when and it's so important to know who you are and the quality of your product or whatever it is that you're doing. Because now when people criticize you, you're able to take whatever can be useful and throw away whatever is useless. You know what I mean? If you're making music and you realize like, yo, my levels were a little off. And then the criticism that you're hearing is, yo, the mixing wasn't good. The bass was too loud. This and that. It's like, oh, wait, that's that's legit. But if you know, like, you played high-level stuff and somebody's like, oh, this sounds like a kid playing, it's like these are things you could throw away, you know what I'm saying? Again, I think criticism is just a tool, you know what I mean? If we get into this this place where we're just so afraid every time somebody criticizes, we're never going to learn because at the end of the day, you only know your perspective. At That's the one you hear all the time. You already know how you feel. You know how you think. And so if you're always going after only your opinion, that, that's a very limited perspective. However, if you take the time to hear other people's perspectives, it doesn't mean you need to listen to everything everybody says, but just to see how people see things differently. Yo, you know, Asel, I love your podcast, but I wish you would talk slower. Or, yo, Asel, I love your podcast. I wish you would talk faster. And then find out why. Find out, okay, why do you think that way? And just kind of just embrace different perspectives. It will allow you to grow and see the world from different points of views different eyes so you know me i'm never trying to hold you guys too long but my call to action because i always want to challenge you guys my call to action for you guys is i want you guys to do something to put yourself out there man it can even be as simple as asking someone hey what do you think of my personality or how do you think i handle you know whatever it is ask for someone's opinion whether it be on your work or on yourself or whatever and just listen to their criticism whether it may be good or bad, and don't take it personal. T- listen to it and say, okay, what can I take from this that I can use? Don't use this as a moment to be in your feelings. Use it as a moment to say, let me get a different perspective that's different from my own, and how can I use this to be constructive? Even if they're giving you destructive criticism, find a way to make it constructive for yourself. Because at the end of the day, I have this motto that I say, a person doesn't have to be nice to you for you to learn but you don't have to be mean to teach somebody. So you as the student, always make sure you learn regardless of how the person is teaching. 
I'm not saying you should stay in a situation of abuse or people putting you down, but learn no matter what. And if you're teaching, you don't got to be a jerk to teach somebody. Just learn. You know what I mean? So that's my challenge to you guys. Go out there. Put out a song. Put out a project. Whatever it is. Allow people to criticize it. Just take it in. Take it in as opinions, as people's perspectives, as people's, um, 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 yeah, people's perspectives. You know what I mean? And just, all right, this is how you feel. It doesn't mean that it's trash because you don't like it. It doesn't mean it's the greatest thing because you love it. It's just how you feel. And get and, and start to experience what it's like to have different people's perspectives, whether it be on your personality or on your work, and practice not taking it so hard. Like, don't beat yourself up just because everybody don't like you, and don't make yourself the biggest thing in the world because everybody loves you. Balance. Balance. So, I hope this was useful to you guys. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to ask you guys for a little house, uh, house rules of the crib, I guess. Um... If you guys are enjoying this, I need y'all to leave a review. If it's five stars, it's five stars. If it's one star, it's one star. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. But whatever it is that you guys give me, give me that review. Let me know why. You know what I mean? Hey, I'll put myself on the line. Criticize me. Share your feedback. You know what I mean? Let me know how I can grow, how I can make it better, how I can give you guys more value, more impact. I also want to add a sales speaks questions part where i answer some of the questions that you guys asked me i've got some interesting relationship questions that i've got in my dms maybe one of these days when i do a relationship segment i'll answer it but i want to kind of you know give my perspective on some of the questions and issues that you guys are dealing with so send your questions listen you could dm me on cell speaks or cells jp preferably cell speaks though um or you could email me at cell speaks podcast at gmail.com hit me up with your thoughts your feelings your questions your questions, things that you would like me to address, and we're just going to keep making it rock. Listen, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. For those of you who love me, I love y'all. For those of you who can't stand me, I love y'all too, because I couldn't be here without the both sides of it. So be blessed. Be cool. Self Speaks, episode two. We out. <laughs>